Well, good morning and welcome again to Noah's Window. Uh, as I shared with you yesterday throughout this Christmas season, I've been focusing on how similar the times we're living in today in 2021 were to the times when people were anticipating the coming of Jesus the first time, right before his birth. And there's so many reasons why I see those similarities. For one thing, God had made a huge promise of Jesus coming into the world, but things didn't necessarily feel like God was about to work in a big way. They had so many problems and strange things going on then. And here we are today in 2021 with the coronavirus and a world that's teetering on the brink of, of just falling apart. At least the governments of our world don't seem to know what to do with all the problems and the issues of the day. So it's very similar to the way things were right before Jesus was born. Today, I want to focus on something that I feel like is really critical for us to pay attention to, for those of us who are looking for Jesus' return, and that is the effect of the Word of God in the hearts and lives of those who were looking for Jesus to come the first time. You know, uh, in recent sermons in our series, I've made the point that not very many people were looking for the birth of the Messiah. The wise men came expecting you know, Jerusalem to be a madhouse with everybody excited about the new baby, and yet when they got to town, nobody was expecting the birth of Messiah. They were asking, where is he who's born king of the Jews, and nobody there was paying any attention. There were only a handful of people that were really expecting the birth of the Messiah, and what stands out to me is the prominence of the Word of God in those people's lives. I, I shared with you a message a little over a week ago about the wise men, how that they had the book of Daniel. They had the scriptures, and they knew that there was a star associated with the birth of Messiah. Daniel had shared with them Numbers 24, 17. So when they saw the light in the heavens, whatever it was, the Bible says they went toward that light. They had the word of God. And because they had the word of God, they were living a life of expectancy. Tomorrow, I'll be talking to you about a couple of elderly people who, when Jesus was dedicated in the temple, they were expecting him coming, but that was because they had the word of God. They knew that God had given prophecies and promises, and they held those promises in their hearts. I want to go to one part of the nativity story today that speaks a lot to me and just kind of read it to you. And as I read through that, I want to just make some points about the word of God and its place in these people's lives. It's the shepherds and then Mary. You know that the angel appeared to the shepherds. And of course, there was a group of angels and Mary Alice did an awesome job talking about that last week. But let me just pick it up at that point, because again, we're focusing on the word of God. Okay. When the angels returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Now I find that intriguing because we almost expect them to say, let's go see the thing that the angels told us about. But the shepherds were aware that what the angels had said was the word of God. I love that. And it tells me that these shepherds, whoever they were, they had respect for the word of God in their lives. Enough respect that they said, let's go, let's go see. You know, they could have just said, what was that? And then gone back to tending their sheep. But they had respect for the word of God. Enough respect that they basically interrupted what they were doing, which was very unusual for shepherds. And said, we're going to go see based on what, one more time, look at that, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. Now, this is an interesting verse. Verse 18 says, all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. 
Okay, we have a huge message there. Maybe something I should do a sermon about someday. I think I probably have sometime in the past, but maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe this deserves a whole series. The angels testified to what they had experienced. They testified about Jesus. And it says everybody who heard them uh, tell about Jesus, they were astonished. In other words, they were like, well, wow, that, that's interesting. But that was it. It never went any further. They just, it just sort of went in one ear and out the other. Why do I know that? Because by contradistinction, we're about to be told, but, in other words, this is different from what just happened before. Everybody who heard was, oh, that's interesting. But Mary kept these things in her heart and thought about them often. You know, that challenges me because I have to ask myself, how do I hear the word of God? Is it something that is like, all right, that's interesting? Or is it something that I keep in my, in, in my heart and I think about all the time? You know, there are times when I think about even the sermons that God gives me to preach and God will bring something back and my own heart will be challenged by something that God has taught me because it stays there. I'm not going to preach a message on this, but it is interesting to me that Jesus would ultimately tell the story of the soils, about a, a farmer that was sowing wheat. They would broadcast in those days and throw the seed out on the ground. Well, of course, the ground would be in differing conditions, and that's what Jesus' story was about. He said that some of the ground was hard packed. It was ground that had been walked on, and so that it was like concrete. And then, you know, there was some of the soil that was very thin, and the seed would fall into it and sprout up, but because there wasn't room for roots, after a while when the sun came out, the plant would wither and die. Then some of the seed fell where there was thorns, and even though the soil was okay, the thorns choked the seed and it never bore fruit. And then he said some of the seed fell in good ground and it produced a, a, an abundant crop. I think what Jesus was talking about in that parable is exactly what we see in the story of the nativity. You know, there were people that heard the story that Jesus was born, and it, it was kind of like the shallow soil. It fell, but it didn't last. But in Mary's heart, Mary, Mary was open to the word of God, not just for what God had said, but she allowed it to stay there. And so as things happened in her life, it would corroborate the word of God. Well, let me just read the rest of this, because I think there's one more point at the end that's really worth looking at. Let me pick it up in verse 18. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept these things in her heart and thought about them often. And some of you are remembering a translation that says she treasured them in her heart, like, like they were part of a hope chest. Then in verse 20, the shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. And I love this line. It was just as the angel had told them. That's how God's word always works. It will always be just as God tells us it is. I think, I think about this a lot because I'm no longer the young man that I was when I came to New Spring or young as I was in my faith when I accepted Christ and was called to preach. You know, these are, I'm in the fourth quarter of my life probably. And I think about the fact that as I reflect on God's word, it's always borne out. Everything God has ever told me, life has turned out exactly like God said it was. I, I think about that so often. Everything I've learned about people and situations and stories and life, it's always been exactly what God said it would be.
for me, I mean, the word of God is credible already on its face because the Bible tells me the word of God is the word of God. And I, I, try, I take that by faith. But I can tell you that the back end of that proves out just as well as the front end. Everything God has ever said to me in his word has always borne out in life. So many things that I've heard in the world turned out to be bogus. Those promises and thoughts and analyses and, and explanations that I've heard from the world turned out to be bogus. But nothing in this book that I've read, rightly interpreted, has ever turned out to be wrong. It's just like the shepherd said. It was just like the angel had said. The word of God. As we wait for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the word of God needs to have a prominent place. I know I've already talked about a lot of things, but when Peter was talking about the return of our Lord, uh, he said, you know, we were up on the mountain, and he's talking about when Jesus was transfigured. He said, we were up on the mountain and we saw it. But he said, we have something more certain than our own eyewitness testimony. And that certainty he talked about was the word of God. And he was talking in terms of looking forward to the coming of the Lord. And he said, in these dark days that we're living, we move toward the word of God like we move toward light. And he said, we, we keep moving toward the light of God's word until the sun comes up, which of course is a reference to Jesus Christ. Remember years ago, we had a horrible story in Wichita about a terrible attack and a young woman who survived the attack. Of course, the, the attackers had left them in a field a dark field in the middle of the night, but she saw a light in the distance and she moved toward that light and was rescued. That's a, that's a difficult and painful chapter in the history of Wichita. But here we are, we're living in these difficult days and we move toward the light of God's word because there's certainty and surety there and things will always be like God says they are. So let's keep that in mind as we focus on the Christmas story this week. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. And when the world comes along to tell us it's a lie, help us to remember that the world is the liar and that your word is truth. And things are always just like you say they are. Been true in my life, and I know it'll be true forever. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, thanks for joining us on Noah's Window. I'll be back tomorrow. I want to talk to you about uh, an elderly couple. They weren't married. They just happened to be at the temple at the same time because the Holy Spirit had put them there. But uh, their names are Simeon and Anna. It's one of my favorite parts of the Christmas narrative. And I'll be back tomorrow to talk about them. I pray you have a wonderful day. Thank you.